right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith, here once again with my buddies Chuck and John. Chuck in a Hawaiian shirt, eh, sort of. Hey, now. And John in his standard issue mm. Miami Heat get it, get it. Vice Bienvenido, City Night jerseys and hat. Tomoma. John has never wore a hat with a flat bill as far as I've ever known him. I think I have like five now. He owns only Miami Heat flat billed (laughs) hats, snapbacks. The only other hat I've ever seen him wear is like one of those old Russian kind of like fur hats. Cossack hat. Yeah. Yeah. And just like with a scarf. I am the kids in America. He's so (laughs) hip. He's like, hello. I am consumerism. I need a backpack. I need a turntable. Hello, fellow kids. Yes, I need I, <laughs> I need shoes that light up. John uh, consistently for the past years has uh, berated me for dressing like, like a, child. a child, and now it's rubbed off on him, and it's amazing. Thanks. John is Thanks, wearing buddy. his hat backwards. <laughs> I'm wearing a Hawaiian like hat. Like a 10-year-old. Well, it's because I have headphones on. That's true. T- let's take a picture <clears throat> of John right now. Who, hold on, I'll get the whole Oh, The glasses kind of throw. He's now putting on his uh, very opaque, reflective pink Shades. Am I mean mugging? He I feel looks like I'm mean mugging. You look like you're from Broward County, Florida. <laughs> Hiya, Leah, baby. <laughs> Very much do. I wore a I wore a snapback recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife hated it. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's I hard wore, to find non snapback hats. Yeah, everybody. I was wearing a, gr- a Grizz Gaming, oh, uh, okay, Grizz Gaming you. hat. Love those hats. Uh, taken from the fast break breakfast Grizzlies watch party swag prize, bag. prize cabinet. Yeah, which, which is, is well stocked. Which is our thank you tanking season. Right, our personal, our personal just. <laughs> Like a uh, store now. It's kind of my personal. Uh, if I take a shower downstairs and didn't bring any clothes downstairs, right? Just hey, I got uh, a wardrobe. I got a Grizz shirt to wear now. <laughs> I'm gonna guess I'm sleeping in this Grizz shirt. Maybe I'll give it away next year. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If no. anyone's listening, the Grizz don't listen. They don't listen. They don't the even Grizz don't listen to anyone. They don't even, they don't even celebrate lottery. Chris parties. Wallace listens to no one. No. I found out the Grizzlies aren't doing a, like any event for their lottery party, which I guess do NBA teams do their own lottery parties? Maybe not. Maybe it's an awkward event to celebrate. No, I have my own damn not. lottery party. Yeah, I'm I mean we're going home. You just buy a bunch of scratch offs. Well, I'm saying we, we haven't we haven't picked the magic vi- cards. We <laughs> we haven't picked the venue yet, but we are absolutely hosting a fast break breakfast. Listener appreciation, Grizzlies lottery party. Just come on down to Burr Manor. I, and got, we'll, a, uh, I got a bidet, a we smoker. Should, we should We're just not doing do, it at John's house. We should just do it at John's house. We're not doing it at John's house. He's got a great house. He has so many animals. So True. many animals. It is not, uh, I mean, John's house, it, not, it doesn't strike me as like large party friendly. If we spent there have like, been some large oh, yeah. parties. And I am not, I am not, and I am not doubting there's been large parties. What we could do is it does have two restrooms. If we, if all three of it's us, always, it's good. If all three of us clean the baby dungeon for three or four hours, we can have this place. No, three or four no. hours, Keith's three days. Never have anybody in this baby dungeon. Bonus. I'm just happy that Keith's neighbor's house is finally starting to not look like the movie Annihilation. <laughs> They've been working on it. For like what what in months? the hell is going on there? <laughs> there's some Tarkovsky like uh, an addition. Fauna growing over there. Oh yeah, <clears throat> it's growing through. Like for a while, there was a mound of dirt, but then like flowers and trees started growing through it. The mound of dirt is gone. I'm not even sure what you're talking about. You're talking about the, the new house, the addition. The, yes. My next door neighbor who's yeah. making me look bad by tripling right. the size of their house. Their square footage. We used to have this, like the same house, and now. Uh, well, Keith, I, I, I see. What you, it's it's good to not have the nicest house on the block. Yeah, but you may have taken it to the other extreme. <laughs> no, you definitely want to have the. <laughs> 
Brett's house on a block. Yeah. You know, that way everybody else is bringing your property value up. That's the move, baby. Yeah, and when the uh, the, ra- the random thieves case the neighborhood. They ain't yeah. coming to Yoke Crib. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to. The sticky place. bandits? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> they don't look like they have flat screens. Mm. That's right. <laughs> they probably have mold spores in their basement. <laughs> All right. Breakfast, gentlemen. Did we have it? Man, I went to McDonald's. Hey! Went through the drive-thru. Did you app it up first? No, because McDonald's is running a breakfast special. What? Two for four. You get a choice of uh, either an egg, egg, bacon, and cheese biscuit or a sausage, egg, and cheese Mc, uh, muffin or the monstrosity that is the McGriddles. Oh, yeah. Sausage McGriddles. And then I ordered two. Uh, I ordered a, a biscuit and a, and a McMuffin, and they gave me a McGriddle instead of a McMuffin, and I got angry on the highway. I was driving here. I looked down at my notes for one second, and all the words ran together. No, they're all just one I word. couldn't. I could just. He said McGriddle, McGriddle, McMuffin, McMuffin, Big Mac, McNugget, McBiscuit, mm-hmm. McNugget, McFlurry. I was I was McFurious. <laughs> Sorry, that's not funny, but it made me laugh. It, it is, is funny. It isn't funny. It's an Irish, angry Irish person. <laughs> angry Irish person. Definitely funny. I had uh, a branded breakfast, actually out and about. I had a Dunkin' Donuts, a sour cream donut, and an iced coffee, and pure discipline. I turned down the cream and sugar. It went straight black because the uh, I always associate the Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee. It's like the sugariest, sweetest, just pure sugar intake. It's all mm. simple syrup. They're like cream and sugar, and they give you you know like eight ounces of simple syrup. Mm. Uh, and it's two old fashions. Right I there. also forgot. I also forgot uh, a large. I said large iced coffee because most of like the local coffee house establishments near my house, that's like twelve ounces. You know, mm. it's like a tiny cup. Right. When you're a fancy. I, I forgot that the large iced coffee at Dunkin' Donuts is like it was like thirty eight ounces. It was huge. That is an like, um, that is an American fast food. Joint. It, it, it You're was, lucky it wasn't a Route forty four. It really it was. It might have been a Route forty four uh, of iced coffee. So that was my uh, Dunkin' Donuts keep keeping it strong. Good donut, man. I liked it. Dunkin' Donuts does it right. I went. Uh, I was on a road trip into WrestleMania pew, pew. a week ago and uh, stopped at one of those like Pilot Flying Jays or what uh, is it? Are those sure. two different Loves. things? Oh, Loves is the best. This was a Loves. Okay. And they had a Dunkin' Donuts and an Arby's. Ooh. Just like Shangri-La. Yeah. (laughs) And I I wasn't going to get any Dunkin' Donuts, but then I walked by and they were like, donut holes, or munchkins, they call them. Munchkins. Of course. 24 donut holes. $4.99. (laughs) $2.50. What do you even, how do you say no? That is uh, 40,000 I started thinking about trying to buy and resell them. (laughs) Start your own. I munchkin. saw a business opportunity. <laughs> if you were on your way to WrestleMania, yeah, 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 yeah that would have been very. Oh, also, this Arby's, by the way, the same Arby's. It was on the way out, and everybody had the same idea. Let's get out of New Orleans, stay outside of New Orleans, right after WrestleMania. Right. Uh, we get to the Arby's, we're out of roast beef. We just got hit real hard. <laughs> <laughs> All those fat wrestling fans. Uh. <laughs> but anyway, so I, uh, I bought every damn munchkin they had. <laughs> I was like, well, how many you got? So I walked away with like, what are we thinking here? Three, um, like 72. What's the shelf life on a munchkin? Uh, how long are they to, good you for? have to look in country superstar Josh Headley's car because I think country they're still superstar. there. <laughs> I didn't even know we were still allowed to say munchkin. Oh, oh that's right. Easy. Oh. We call him the lollipop guild. <laughs> hey, represent. Uh, you know what I've always wanted to do? Just buy a bunch of donuts, donut holes at like a truck stop and then like some super glue and I'll like pay for it all at the register mm-hmm. and just look at the the <laughs> cashier and be like, yeah, I'm gonna put, put them back together. together. 
happens to the jelly donut holes? Ooh. There aren't any, right? No, no that, that doesn't happen. No, they have them. They have them? Yeah. yeah. So. They have that, that. technology? Yeah. They can just in- inject So anything. they're not really donut holes. <laughs> Not really. Well, you can't technically. They're separate. They're they're made with by hand. Well, you can't. You it's a misnomer. You can't sell a hole because a hole is nothing. So they're not donut holes. You're correct. A hole is a negative. You've never been to Bangkok, Thailand. (laughs) You most definitely can sell a hole. (laughs) Those were our breakfasts after our (laughs) breakfast. We move to our breakfast in bed. Apologies. This is our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong on any previous episode. It is often the first time we mention basketball. Does anyone have anything they need to apologize for? Hey, I told you guys that the Bucks were going to beat the Boston Celtics. and that's Still alive? Hey, series. let's count how many times I say series doesn't start until someone loses at home. Can we do that? Yeah. Let's do it like a little You're counter. drinking your prunty juice right now. Uh, but yeah, they, you know... I just like to rip Boston fans as a Heat fan. It's just I thought like you were reflexive. on. I thought you were onto something for a while there, Chuck. I mean, they kind of, they went into overtime on the road, and they yeah. didn't look awful. And that series still might be, um, you know, alive. Think but they're going to bench Drew Bledsoe for Tom Brady. Who's <laughs> what do you think? The, the the quarterback Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> I don't. They might as well because <laughs> Eric Bledsoe's playing. Well, that's the thing. Like like this Eric Bledsoe Terry Rozier thing is beyond bizarre. Mm. It's, Eric Bledsoe is an embarrassment. He shouldn't be. <laughs> he, I don't. I don't want to be here anymore. No, Eric Bledsoe. He might not want to be in if Milwaukee it wasn't, anymore. And if it wasn't for Chris Middleton's incredible forty-four foot shot, I mean, we'd be OT. talking even more about Eric Bledsoe, who got as obliterated. If you will ever see any NBA player by that Terry Rozier step back, Terry Terry gave him the touch of sleep, and then Freddie Kruegered him. We sunned him. That's what he. Mm. That's his. He sired. Eric Bledsoe, but I don't. Is. I don't understand how Eric Bledsoe can go on this. I don't. I don't even in a post game saying I don't even know who Terry Rozier is. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he could pull that off when Terry Rozier has dominated him. He owns him so heavily. Terry Rozier hasn't turned the ball over yet. You got to remember, Eric Bledsoe thinks point he's like a max games. contract guy. Yeah, well, I mean, and he's a Kentucky guy, and th- this guy still thinks he's. I thought he was king. good. I did it's too. Because he was good against the Grizzlies. Well, he was. I think go- that was it. He was good know, in Phoenix. Man. He was good in Phoenix for a couple years. He, he was like, good at, in he Los Angeles up, on defense. He put up good games. Yeah. I mean, for the Bucks this year, I've, I know I watched him. Like I, when he first arrived at the Bucks, he gave them something, but then he, he became a ball hog. Yeah, I don't. That whole team just poor coaching. They're still alive though. All they got to do is take care of home court, Chuck. They you picked them. I think you picked the Bucks in seven. I did go seven. This is still on pace I mean, to Bucks in seven. No, 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 it's not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They're getting spanked. Yeah, uh, Brad Stevens is just owning Prunty. I did really like. Uh, I got to give credit to Brad Stevens because not enough people are. Right. But, <laughs> the 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 inbounds defense when they conceded that forty foot jumper right. by Chris Middleton half a second left. I actually thought it was brilliant. I haven't seen NBA teams do this, even though I feel like I've wanted NBA teams to do this. They were literally playing a zone just outside the three-point line. They had guys in either corner, even though there weren't players there. Right. Initially, we were like, why aren't you guarding the players? Like you had a Marcus Morris just standing in the corner by himself, knowing, well, if someone runs here, there's a screen. We don't want to chase our guys. And yes, it did leave Chris Middleton open from right in front of half court. But I feel like that's fine. I, that doesn't bother me. So I, I thought it was a, a low percentage. Shot. I thought it was a unique play designed by Brad Stevens to be like, ignore the players, just guard the area, make them hit a 40 footer. Right. Eh, whoops. They <laughs> did. Right. They hit a 40 footer. We in, can go to in, in five tenths of a second, but I, I, I like that defense. That was the most joyous ending 
like trading of long shots. And really, I mean, you get the you, you get the back to back. You feels like game winner or game tires, but two incredible three pointers in the last second of the game to save an otherwise kind of abysmal basketball game. Uh, my apology goes to Rajon Rondo. Ooh. There he is. Playoff Rondon. Play. Playoff Rondo is it. Man. You... He's been incredible in the first two games against the Trailblazers. Not, I don't remember what it was when uh, Mason Ginsburg was on the show talking with me about the Pelicans, and I asked him point blank, like, does Rondo help this team? I can't figure it out. And his answer then was still, I'm not really sure. Yeah. Like, you know, he, he does some good stuff. He does some bad stuff. I don't know how well the lineup data is noisy. We don't know what they're better at. But He's killing the Blazers so far, along with obviously other people. But playoff Rondo seems like he's real. Uh, I have definitely doubted him. I called out that signing this year as being an unhelpful signing for the Pelicans. But no, the guy's legit. Them running their like six men, their six man rotation of like the top six, who hopefully, or if you're if you're cheering for the Pelicans, hopefully won't run out of steam before the series is over. But Rondo is a crucial element to it, and. I'm loving watching him play, so I'm sorry, Rajon. I, here's the thing, and I've always, like, Rondo's always been an interesting player to me because of his his ability to really take over games if he wants to, but never do it all the time. And I think his whole brain is built around the playoffs because he started with Boston, pretty much a lock for, for the Eastern Conference Finals at least, and he doesn't care about the regular and it, season. And it used to be uh, national TV. Rondo. Oh yeah, it was national TV Rondo, where his so he's, he's stats were way better. So when I was in high school, I was like a C B like C plus B minus student, but I did really well on standardized tests. That's Rondo. Yeah, Rondo loves standardized tests, and that's what the playoffs and national TV games are. He, can he just, just goes, well, if I don't know it, I'll skip it. I'll come back to it. I'll uh, divine the answer then, or I'll just put B. B. The answer B. Always B. Always B. Word up. B. I just feel relief with playoff Rondo. Because I feel <laughs> inextricably linked to him because I said he was better than Kyrie Irving on our first episode. Ever. And it still haunts me. It is kind of. <laughs> well, I think it's the original breakfast in what's Kyrie? What's Kyrie done in the playoffs, John? <laughs> mm, well, yeah. Hit a game. Hit a this game year. Win. This year. Hit a, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Recently. Right hit, the, hit one of the greatest shots of all time. Yeah. I will apologize to the Pacers. You. I didn't give them enough juice. It's fair. I didn't give them enough credit to possibly upset the Cavs. When I don't even believe in the Cavs, I still didn't give them enough juice and credit. Uh, the Pacers have outplayed the Cavs in both games. They only won one of them, and that's because McMillan pooped his pants, which we'll get to later. But Pacers, I mean, they have the better game plan, uh, and right now they have the best player in the series other than LeBron easily. Um, and I, th- I thought you were going to say flat out, and I was going to... Uh, I mean, you can make an argument. You can make an argument. If if it wasn't for LeBron scoring like seven points in the first three seconds of game two, maybe I could get away with that. But LeBron just came out and was like, ah, well, we're going to get up 16 to one. He's just like, he scored the first 16 16 last game. Cheat code. (laughs) If you were playing NBA 2K, you would be, you would throw the controller. They still, they still, Cavs barely won. They shouldn't have won. I am, I am out. I'm not out. I'm trying to. I'm trying You're to out. hold firm. You're out because I feel like right when I get out, John, the Cavs are going to take off. No, no. I, mm-hmm. And I don't. I, I like. 
I tried to stay faithful all year that like the Cavs will be fine. I'm telling you, this year is different. Cavs have me terrified. They it look is. so awful. All their players are awful. Jordan Clarkson is awful. Rodney mm. Hood uh, is awful. He just had a couple of twins, uh, baby twins. Congratulations, twins. Rodney Hood. Uh, and the twins. Kyle Korver bounced back a little bit. Maybe he can play some more and do good. Kyle Korver owning. Is Miles Kevin Love Turner even hurt? I didn't even check. To Kevin see Love's uh, yeah, tore a ligament or something. Really? So is he done? Nope. He's gonna play. He's gonna play. He's got to be tough. But just, you know, they're just getting their excuses out there. Hey, I did say uh, uh, Cavs in seven. I think they'll do it. LeBron's unstoppable. I really no one thought. On that team can I, touch I mean, I, I said Cavs in five. I them stealing game the two. Them stealing game two was huge. Yeah. That game two was everything because mm-hmm. they, the Pacers, should have won that game handily. Oh yeah. Probability guys, uh, Jacob Goldstein, one of the nylon calculus writers, was saying the winner of game two of this game two of Pacers Cavs. Who, he's like, whoever wins this game while it's going on has a, a two-thirds chance probability of winning yep. the series. So could be a big swing game. So LeBron in that game finished with 46 points, Ooh, 12, 12 rebounds, five assists. Uh-oh. Reminds me of a song. <laughs> Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. Oh, remix. And John started in the lower. I couldn't sing that low. Sorry. John. A game of scones. <laughs> LeBron put up an incredible stat line. Felt ho-hum for him, sort of. Mm-hmm. Uh, 45. He had 46 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists. I'm throwing out the assists. I'm throwing out that extra point. Do it. I just want to know, in the NBA playoffs ever, who has scored 45 points and gotten 12 rebounds in a game? So these are the NBA players who have a game in the postseason of 45 points and 12 rebounds. There aren't that many. I'd imagine. There's only like a 20. I'm eyeballing it here. Uh, so who wants to go first? Three strikes and you're out. Mm, give me John Carmelo will, Anthony. All right. John will go first. And that is a strike out of the board. No. No Carmelo. Um, that was a bold, I remember him having a, one really awesome 40-point game. That was a bold guess, but that's a strike for John. Let's do... Kareem. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is correct. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Abdul-Jabbar. also known as my favorite Miami Dolphins running, running back. I know for a fact that Charles Barkley had 44 points and 24 rebounds in a playoff game. So now I have to ask myself if he ever did better than that. I'm going to say no. I'll do Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk Nowitzki did it one time. Ooh. Yes. Dirk Nowitzki put up a, a 50 and 12, if you will. That Dirk? is correct, John. Mm, okay. Um, let's do Tim Duncan. No. Oh. Strike for Chuck. One strike apiece. I'll just throw Barkley out there. I can't. It is Barkley. Okay. <laughs> Barkley. Man, Barkley. so he's had some monstrous playoff games. Barkley then. is correct. Barkley has done it twice. Let's do um, Kevin Durant. No, that is a strike. Boo. Two strikes for Chuck. John, back to you. Chuck Diesel. Shaquille O'Neal has done it only one time, but that is correct. Hmm. Um, uh, Wilt Chamberlain. With the stilt, that is correct. Yes, hmm. absolutely. John, back to you. Lanier. No, Bob Lanier did not Don't. do it. We have two strikes apiece. Um, 
There's some big names on here, Chuck. What about, you know my favorite NBA name is? Zomo Beatty. That's not an NBA player. That's right, Chuck. Whoa. Zomo Beatty did do it one time. I, I, I thought That was did. amazing, Chuck. Yeah, for St. Louis? Who is Zomo Beatty? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? How did you know Zomo Beatty? I thought that was a stupid rap reference. No. He played. Uh, he played in the. Is he in Ghetto Boys? He's him and Scarface. Is he in Fushnik and. Oh yeah, uh, the Fush- third the third overall pick by the St. Louis Hawks. Who is Zelmo Beatty? How have I never heard of this? I just love. Have I stumbled into an alternate timeline? No, this is a real person. Oh, that so was Zelmo. 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 Z as in Zelmo. Uh, b- back to you, John. Uh, my mind is erased. <laughs> Zelmo uh, Beatty. Okay, let's stay on Did the they- let's stay on the insane name tip of players that may or may not exist. I'm gonna go with Sven Nader to lose. <laughs> no, Zelmo Beatty. Oh. Well, I got to tell you, John. Uh, uh, this is not quiz show. No, I did slip. I did slip Chuck a card that said Zelmo Beatty. Son of a. Yeah, <laughs> I wa- we wanted to. Uh, we wanted to. Tick- Shouldn't have trusted him. Tickle me, Zelmo. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's what this. Uh, Who episode- else is on this list? Well, there's you a, there's can't a, beat Zelmo. There's yeah. a bunch of of huge names. Who? Uh, that Bill you Russell didn't guess. Uh, no, I don't think so that's didn't score enough. Jordan. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge did oh. it. Oh, Rick Barry. Okay. Kobe Bryant. Okay. Patrick Ewing, Elvin Hayes, mm. Dwight Howard, Carl, okay, I'm ashamed. Carl Malone. God. Oh, I'm ashamed. So bad. Bob McAdoo. I said Sven Nader as a joke. Uh, <laughs> Paul Millsap did it. Wow. I didn't say, I didn't say Bob. Like and then Hakeem Olajuwon. He said Hakeem. So, uh, hmm, not, not bad. Great. Anyway, that there's only, again, a handful of guys, uh, and all of them very famous outside of Zelma Beatty. Oh, he's the most St. famous. St. Louis Hawks. Yeah. Great. St. Zelma. Zelma Beatty here to four shall be used by moi as a euphemism for masturbation. Mm. This is embarrassing, you guys. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame uh, two years ago. Yeah. I'm going to go Zelma Beatty for a minute. Yeah. And uh, um, well, you could you could pronounce his name Beatty. Oh, how do you spell it? <laughs> One T. Mm. Mm, Zelma Beatty. Is it I-E or Y? Zelma beat Y. That sounds like a Michael McDonald song. Zelmo Beatty. Uh, how do you do a Michael McDonald? You got it. What a fool, baby. Anyway, so that was a game of scones <laughs> wrapped inside of a breakfast in bed. Apology. Dang it, no. Before we get to our No, Chuck, we cannot. Before we get to our steak and eggs best thing, <laughs> we have some listener submitted questions. Questions submitted by our Patreon supporters. The Croissant Questionnaire. Any questions? Um, yes. Are you going to finish that croissant? Knock yourself out. If you were athletes, that's esport athletes. Ooh. What would your online handles and public personas be in the esports scene? And then he includes GLHF, which I don't know if that stands for anything. I thought that was a typo you had made. Maybe your baby's hand had touched the cupboard. <laughs> that is a, yeah, Patrick, uh, if you missed it before we went to the song, that was a Patrick Kirkner, not Patrick Sullivan. Apology for oh. crediting him as, pa- as Patrick Sullivan, which is a mashup of two of our big yeah. uh, supporters. We have two fans. Yeah, we have, we, two have, we have two fans. <laughs> and those are both of their names put together. Uh, if, we were, if we were athletes, I think my handle would just be like a... a 
First team all video game? First team all e-league? First team all dick pics? Yeah, mm. that'll work. It's got to be sexualizing Gamergate or it's not a real gamer tag. I'd go um, Dangalang. Dangalang? Yeah, like Luol Dangalang. Like Luol Dangalang? Oh, throwback reference. Or, uh, yeah. I remember you had a fantasy team called Ding-a-ding-a-ding-a-dong. Uh, yeah, it was Ding-a-ding-dong. Ding-a-ding-dong. <laughs> It was good. compelling. Uh, I could also go with my my uh, old graffiti tag. Yep. Arrow A A W. We've done that one. We've talked we about could, that. We one. could do that. You know, keep it. Keep, so, uh, keep it what OG. would your personas be, boys? I would. Um, would you use a voice? Because you have a headset on. I know. Um, I would just like. I would. You know that duster stuff. Yes. I would just Darth huff, Vader voice. Huff duster and talk like Darth Vader. At all times. I do not know what you're talking about. I'm going in. (laughs) Run the pick and roll. Shout out my boy Beefnut. One time did so much duster, fell down three flights of stairs. (laughs) You you don't know what duster does? No. It's an inhalant. You know, it's that stuff that you blow on your keyboard to get all the dust off. This is some people drugs. Man, it's like, oh, we did it in the... Actually, this is like white-collar drugs. This is kids who go to Office Max, go home. Yeah, yeah. I did it in the military because we couldn't do real drugs. But yeah. you just like kills so yeah. many brain it cells. It murders your brain cells, uh, but it also makes it. it you like, get to, you sound like Darth Vader. Like so. helium makes your voice go higher. This makes your voice go. It just lower. sounded like you guys were doing half speed Nate Duncan's. Oh yeah, yeah. So I didn't know if that was. <laughs> That's what Nate Duncan does on his podcast. He, he just huffs. so basically you go. You go. I thought it's one more was pretty good in this game. <laughs> It does make you laugh. <laughs> well, I mine's simple. I would go uh, as a at, my persona be an Atlanta transplant who follows the Portland Blazers because they have Blaze in their name, and I would be at Blazer Boy, spelled with an I four twenty sixty nine. That's mm-hmm. what I. Uh, that's absolutely what I figured. That might be my next tattoo. Next question. Feeling Minnesota asks, how much time do you think Danny Ainge has spent considering what he could receive back in trades? For Kyrie Irving and or Gordon Hayward. Is he soulless? Why would you ever do that? Well, I think you got to look. Isaiah Thomas. Well, you got to look at the product on the court. The Celtics are pretty good right now without, without Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving. <laughs> the most of I mean, they are, they are yeah. playing one of the saddest representatives mm-hmm. of a playoff team or examples of a playoff team that we've seen in, in this destitute Milwaukee Bucks mm-hmm. <laughs> squad. But uh, yes, I think. Danny Ainge is not doing his job, right? I mean, he's if got he's a wheel not and thinking deal. like, well, what could we be better? Is mm-hmm. there something better we could get? I'll go back to esports, man. You get addicted to trading. Yeah, <laughs> you get addicted to trading your dudes. Yeah, when you get in those franchises, you just think, well, I can get something else. Bird kind of is a jerk in fantasy about trading. He wants to do trade every single day with every single. Team. I feel pretty bad if I have any player I drafted on my roster by the end of the year. <laughs> It's like he hasn't it's done any only, work. Unlike Danny Ainge, I am just some guy. Yeah. He's a Mormon master. I mean, is there is there some elite player that he could get with those players? Because I'm having trouble thinking of any of the top what guys. If, Obviously, Kawhi Leonard, if Kawhi Leonard's healthy. What if he traded them for LeBron? I don't. I think LeBron will come there for free. He'll yeah. play, play for, like, McDonald's coupons. Can you imagine LeBron and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown? <gasps> I do think it would be... Schadenfreude would be strong with a Gordon Hayward trade after playing one game. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty great. And what do you get for him? 
can't get I don't know what you get, but you get but something. They got, they got a bucket for play, Isaiah Thomas. A player without a limp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- so this this non... Or like thinking of what Ainge could trade him for, because obviously the Pelicans are now no longer getting rid of Anthony Davis. Even right. though that was like a rumor months ago when the Pelicans weren't looking great. I said about 14 trades ago that teams are going to stop playing trading with Danny Ainge. So Yeah. Also, that makes me think. Watching the Pelicans just rip off, rip apart the the Trailblazers with you know Nico Miritich, Anthony Davis, and Drew Holiday. Was thinking, do you think any part of the Pelicans they're sitting there thinking, what if we had Buddy Heald still and Tyreek Evans? Oh no, who yeah. we traded for? Like Buddy Heald had a very solid year end of the year, especially. Uh, and like that's just a shooter. He held it right. together. And Tyreek Tyreek Evans was really good when he played this year. Like what if this Pelicans team we're seeing right now in the postseason? Had Buddy Heald and Tyreek Evans coming off the bench instead of uh, negative uh, things, right? Mm. Solomon Hill and Ian Clark, who's been okay, and that gets you into the uh, painful and endless. Does Boogie make this team worse? Argument, which yeah. will eschew for the time being. Exactly. Let's move to our <laughs> final croissant questionnaire. Monte World Peace asks, "What would your ranking be of the Harrises? You have Darius, Garris, Terrace, and Jarris. If you want to bring in G League, you can include Maris." And if you want to include Harrisons, you can bring in Sherrison, Arison, <laughs> and Arison. So that probably confused everyone. Yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, Dar- What's to be confused? That's clearly Devin Harris, Gary Harris, Tobias Harris. I don't know who Jarris is. Joe Harris. Joe Harris. Joe Harris. <laughs> and who's, Mo- who's the G League here? The G League? I was thinking it was Monte Morris, but that'd, be, that, that'd just be Morris again. Mm, I don't know. Uh, Manny Harris? I don't know. I'm Googling that. Yeah. The, the Harrison twins, I've got them. That's Aaron. And then, and then you'd be uh, Sherrison with Shaq, Shaq Harrison, yep. who played for the Suns. Uh, so so how do you rank uh, Darris, Garris, Terrace, and Jarris? That's a great question. I go, uh, it's a toss-up between Garris and Terrace pick. for me. I think that they're both different, but they're both good. So a, yeah, I like two, Tobias. Tobias Noob played for Tennessee. That's enormous. Noob Cybot. Um, Gary Harris is in the most awesome Joe Yoder video that we posted online that one time where he said guarding Garris, guarding Garris, <laughs> and then called Russell Westbrook a dumbass. <laughs> that was hilarious. I'm going to go Garris. I was going to go Garris, Terrace, and then Darris, Jarris. You got De- Devin over Joe? Well, probably, I guess Joe's a little bit better. I did forget no. Joe existed. Joe ended up shooting something like, I got to look at the stat, for volume three-point shooters. I should probably not give him credit for his two good games, should I? He had a really good year. What if it's Joe Harris playing the Cavs? Though? I got I to gotta oh. say, uh, I I do like this lineup. If if you could, like, a Darius, Garris, Terris, and Jarris, and just throw in, throw in a, a center, it's a pretty mm-hmm. solid lineup. Yeah. Uh, my favorite Harrison is is Andrew Harrison, although shout out Aaron Harrison for right. playing forty eight minutes uh, for the tanking Mavs at the end of the season. How would you add Harrison Barnes? Oh my God! Here we go. A Barrison? Ba- well, Harrison Harrison B. Harrison Barnes? Harrison Barrison Harrison Barrison Harrison Barrison. I mean, name him <laughs> Embarrassing Harrison. It's <laughs> a great, it's a great name. Anyway, those are our croissant questionnaires. Thank you to those of you. <laughs> Who submitted them? If you want to submit your own questions, you got to become a Patreon supporter. You do that at patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. There you get access to the exclusive bonus content we post. Just posted a bonus audio behind-the-scenes clip this morning that makes us all look very stupid, but I'm weirdly proud of it. It hmm. made me laugh. I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like it was on purpose that we made it funny, but who knows. Anyway, It was you, just an audio mirror to our... Uh... 
Sprightly stupidity. We're dumb. Yeah. So if you want to support the show, get extra bonus content and submit your own croissant questionnaires. You can do that at patreon.com slash fast break breakfast. All right, steak and eggs. What's the best thing you saw in the last week? I have recently been to New Orleans. Yes, John. And I loved it. And now I have watched the New Orleans Pelicans play basketball in the playoffs, and I loved it. I adore this team, John. They're tell, the best tell me thing everything. I've seen this week. I really like the Blazers, but the Pelicans have totally won me over, and they've totally dominated the series. Is not the right, not the right phrase, but they've outplayed and outgame plan a really good Blazers team. And I could go on and on and on about it's not even so. Anthony Davis has been amazing, but he's fourth on what I'm enjoying about the Pelicans right now. Uh, coming in third, indomitable playoff Rondo. Coming in second, Drew Holiday is outstanding, and coming in first, Nikola Mirotic and my favorite shot of the playoffs so far. Well, I the, love Nikola Mirotic and I love that the shot. The Pelicans are making him go <clears throat> get shaving kits before the game's done. We wonder where Andrew Luck was. Uh, listener at Feeling Minnesota found him. He plays power forward for the Pelicans. <laughs> Nikola Miritich shot a clutch jumper that left my television screen, and it went up my wall. I chased it like a cat chasing a laser pointer. It made me gasp. That ball went up in the air, and then it goes like straight through. I have an analogy for it. Here's straight what it, through. Here's what it felt like. The NBA Jam. Cover your ears, uh, drooling Doris, or wherever <laughs> these kids are. It's not you even sleep close to a, correct, John. You sleep with a beautiful... Long-haired woman, uh-huh. and you pull one of those long blonde hairs out your butt crack. Ooh, that's what that shot felt like. I've had that. Happen. It's the best feeling in the world. <laughs> I love that, <laughs> man. That's a good feeling. I liked how when the shot went in, Ooh. you can still. I've watched that clip. I posted a clip. I've watched that clip. It's perfect. 400, 500 times easily. <laughs> yeah. And and you, I'm watching all the guys on the bench. There's like a, a particularly. Oh devastated fan who like because they're everyone's standing up like let's get this rebound it's a huge game and that just it goes straight through and it's almost like did that go, did that go in it's like, an insane shot the way it, it passes through the rim with such a velocity and doesn't change trajectory at all it doesn't hit any part of the rim it doesn't feel like it hits the net it goes through so clean <laughs> it looks like you know how when, sometimes when a team wins a game the player just throws the ball straight up in the air yeah it's like yeah we won and yep. it just fall. it's it's Sigourney Weaver in Alien Resurrection. Ch- oh yeah, did you see that clip? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of great. You know the real story for that? She made it. Ron that was one. That would no. That was not in the script. Right. For it's an incredibly corny moment in the movie. Yes. Right, of Alien Resurrection. Yeah. Ron like, Perlman corpses. Everyone rolls their eyes. You're like, why do they have clone Sigourney Weaver make a half court shot backwards? Because she actually did it. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, well, I guess we got to keep leave that in the movie. <laughs> you can't just right. cut that. Even though it would have made the movie better if it wasn't in it. Probably. So, a lot of things would have made that movie better. <laughs> like, it's crazy. I got to credit uh, Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd, who is a Bulls fan, who always was a Nico Miritich fan, saying, this guy is good. Why won't they just play him 30 minutes a game? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. saying it for I, years. And he's been so, like, miscast, because even though he made that awesome long shot, he's really just, like, a good 
basketball player. Like, right. He, he can do – and man, when he is super motivated, his box outs are some of the most aggressively badass box outs in the league. His defense is really good. His yeah. post defense is fantastic. I, I, I mean, he's one of my favorite players now at he, this point. I already had like a weird crush on him, like, like the girl at Great American Cookie Factory or something that you kind of liked at the mall when you were a kid. But now I'm like stalking around. He, stalking he's now 12-4 and four as a starter this season. Get it. That includes his 3-0 and stint on the tanking Bulls. When they were like, oh, we can't start this guy. No, no, no. This, this, guy's, win. this guy's winning every winning every game. And, uh, I mean, they lost the first two games he started on the Pelicans. But, again, they've now r- run up all these in a row. Huge game tonight as they have to take it home. They have to take care of business at home now. I kind of think the Blazers are going to get them in this game three. But I, I definitely have switched. I picked Blazers in seven. Blazers are favored by six and a half. In New Orleans, I believe so. Let me check. Wow, check check that line. That's incredible. Uh, I now I I have switched. Obviously, it's not a big deal to switch when the road team wins the first two games, right? But I definitely think the Pelicans are winning this series now. Just my worries for the Blazers. Why I thought it would go seven or even worse. They just I don't know. Like I feel like they lost some of the magic. Maybe Harkless can get more reengaged with the game. Their bench. They don't. They don't have a like. They, yeah. Burner, Burner Turner is playing on the first. I'm unit. an idiot. Pelicans are favored by three now. Okay. That yeah. makes more sense to, yeah, to me. Sense. Uh, I like the Blazers in that one. Um, yeah, my uh, Blazers in six. Still a lock. They're going to win four in a row, baby. Portland's going to get them. Two, uh, two on the road in New Orleans. And, and they're just you're just, Terry you're, St- you're just trying to make just, our Blazer fans I, feel better. I Terry know. Stotts, who, d- who did the weird run plays for Myers Leonard and Pat Connaughton at the end of game <laughs> one. Then he's just insulting. That's some foreshadowing. Uh, Shabazzle Dazzle, your, your boy. Shabazz Palaces. Uh, yeah. By putting Wade Baldwin in for spot duties, Wade Baldwin played the most hilarious final 17 Ugh. seconds of a half where he got he got hooped on. I can't remember who, who had a shot right in his face. Uh, I think it was Darius Miller. And then he gets the inbounds pass with like five seconds left. He tries to go full court. Trey tries to split a double team. Uh, you, you don't have a handle, Wade you Baldwin. No he, he turned it over immediately. Yeah, that game. Pelicans are so much fun to watch. I ranked which teams I'm cheering for. My hierarchy of teams I want to win in the playoffs. I think Blazers were fifth. Yeah, uh, it, it switched to Pelicans immediately. I, I fell in love with watching Drew Holiday. Is so good. He's so good. Like I guess before we move on from Pelicans and, and your best thing, Drew Holiday right now is doing the thing. I hate to be all Bill Simmons and always bring it back to the Grizzlies. He's doing the thing Mike Conley did last year, where everyone's like, "Ha ha ha, you doubters." Said the Mike Conley contract was terrible. Right. He's I incredible. Sh- and this is year one of Drew Holiday. Hopefully Drew Holiday plays next year. But even next year. Mike Conley couldn't. Sh- I mean, he has shut Dame Lillard down. Oh, right now. Games. Dame Lillard is now two for 18 yeah. in this series when I mean, defended Drew by Holiday's, uh, Drew Holiday. Uh, lots of podcasts have already made this point. Could You could say he's been the best guard yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, especially now since Harden had that terrible game, which they still won handily. Yeah. Which this, uh, talking about this reminds me of a little ditty. Whoa. Whoa. Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, 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 Dinklage. I've been waiting for three, four years for Chuck to bring his horrific taste in music into hey, I don't the world. Th- I don't think in a way these, that is finally. I need to work on it. I don't think these remixes are adding. Next anything. week, it's going to be better. You need to do like old school Fat Boys. Like, <laughs> there you go. You need to bring it, guys. Game of scones. Let's do it. So what I'm going to do is I've got two categories, playoff categories. This is a bit of small sample size theater for you boys. Love it. Um, I have the top 10 playoff win share players and the top 10 value over replacement player players. All time? Nope. This These, this paltry, pitiful, short sample size we have here. Okay, for this playoffs. 
So uh, all you got to do, you get three strikes, and we're going to try to name as many as you can. Keith, so, let's start with you. Vorp or wind shares? Either one, I'll give you credit for either, and I'll let you know where they placed. All right, I will go with Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. See, this is why this has been such an interesting playoffs. Not on the list. Not on the list. All right. Yeah, strike was, uh, four key. Um, um, let me do LeBron James. Number one in both. Yeah. Excellent, excellent guess. Yeah, I would assume he's a good player. I will go back. I will go to Drew Holiday. By the skin of the tip of your finger. Oh. Tenth on both lists, Drew Holiday. Right. I would assume key circumcised. I'm glad you went with the finger. There you go, Chuck. You're next. Um, let's do Terry Rozier. Scary Terry. Seventh in wind shares. Does not show up on the other, but still a good guess. Mm. Well, That's uh, correct. So, but do I get a you point? Get it. Yeah, you yeah. Get it. yeah. Okay, cool. Good job. I will go with the man Victor Oladipo. Mm. Absolutely. Fourth in VORP. Somehow isn't showing up on windshares, maybe because he's still being benched for fouls inexplicably. Let me get uh let me get uh Russell Westbrook. That's correct. Russell Westbrook is eighth in VORP. I'm Keith. gonna I'm gonna go back. Might be wrong. I'm gonna go back to the Pelicans well one more time for Nico Miritich. That's correct. Ninth in VORP. Chuck, back to you. Um, let's do DeMar DeRozan. Eh. Whoa. Surprising. Guess those uh, slow starts in game one got to him. Mm. Not on the list. Keith, your turn. I'm going to go with a person. I'm not sure if you've heard Going of Going with a person is great. Kevin Durant. I'll go with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Excellent. Seventh mm-hmm. in VORP. Sixth in Winshares. Yeah, one strike apiece. Doing pretty, pretty good. Paul George? Paul George, I think, would have made this had he not, not completely had disappeared. The second game. Yeah. I thought that first game was a Did enough. not make it. The second game was very, very bad. Very bad. Uh, I'm going to go with Al Horford. That's correct. Very high. Second win shares. Third in Vorp. The always forgotten Al Horford. Always. Um, got two strikes, Chuck. This will put you out. Ben, Ben, Simmons, Simmons. I'm afraid not. No. Oh, really? Did not make the list. I'd almost forgotten about that series. Keith, you want to? You want the, the very best series? You want to emphatically dunk on him? Get the last one. Make it so. Um, that makes me feel like I'm I'm missing something. Uh, I'll give you a hint. Name the best players. <laughs> uh, I'll go with Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's correct. Right. Giannis six in Vorp, fifth in win shares. I'm going to give you guys a rundown real quick. Win shares top 10. Oh, I was going to go. Uh, I was saving an Alec Burks. Was Alec Burks? <laughs> he was Mike Scott. <laughs> because he had the win shares per 48 was the uh, the highest ever. That's right. Uh, first is LeBron. Second, Al Horford. Third, Clay Thompson. Fourth, yeah. Clint Capilla. Fifth, Greek Freak. I like that pronunciation. I know. I got into that. That was my little Marv Albert. <laughs> Sixth, Kevin Durant. Seventh, Scary Terry. Eighth, James Harden. Ninth, Chris Middleton. Tenth, Drew Holiday. Going over to Vorp, you got LeBron at first again. Then Harden. Harden's staying in it despite that terrible performance. Al Horford, Oladipo, Clay, Greek Freak, Durant, Russell Westbrook, and then our Pelican duo of Mrotic and Drew Holiday. I like these lists. <laughs> oh, my steak and eggs. I don't know if you guys noticed uh, that the Miami Heat uh, 
won a game. They won a game on the road. Let's throw a parade, Chuck. Um, they won a Dwayne Wade gizame. I mean, so that's my best of the week. <laughs> yeah. Dwayne Wade back. Throw, throwback uh, Jaguar hormone Dwayne Wade. Benny Dwayne... Salvatore on the call. Mm, throwback. I mean, you got to give it to him. The dude could not miss. It was he awesome. Was, yeah, and like throughout Wade's career, I, I've gone through this, uh, you know, hatred of his 17 foot jumpers oh yeah because at one point he was unstoppable and could not miss them and then the game kind of like evolved past him and no one took 17 foot jumpers anymore except demar Derozan. and now they go in in the playoffs every time they're in the air i go why are you shooting that and then they go in and i go thank you for shooting that turning back the clock so uh, I yeah, love, I love Dwayne. Wade. No white he's side always like Dwayne Wade. He's always been good. I've never been conflicted like Chuck has. I've got I look. Love is a a crazy thing. It causes a little bit of uh, confusion in your heart. And there was times that I've maybe possibly said some not so nice things about Dwayne Wade. Yeah, it's all over now. It's forgiven. I think he made fun of his fat face, which is well, gone suddenly. I mean, it all his made VD, sense. His flounder eyes. His um his poor performance in. Chicago and Cleveland was all for Miami. He did it for he us. He still brought it. He brought the ruckus in he, the playoffs for the Bulls. He, he did. Still. He I did. mean, okay. But he uh, ruined Gun them. to your head, playoff later, playoff Rondo. Now, Keith, now. Do it. Tell me now. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. All time I'll kill you. this season. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. It's Wade. Wade. Okay. Yeah. It's easy. <laughs> don't right. kill Keith. I mean, we I was, need somebody I was, to I tweet. Role playing. I don't, no, okay. I don't like the gun to your head. Yeah. Let's retire that phrase. Yeah. How about uh, smoking like a man who's never had a gun to his head? <laughs> really, really works. It, it really yeah, changes it, everything. It makes you very quickly gives you clarity. <laughs> yeah. Oh, take my car. Take my house. <laughs> take everything. Take my underpants. I feel like you're making my point, John. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, my my steak and eggs is kind of a spinoff of the Miami Heat, who I'm really enjoying watching play. I'm gonna say that uh, like Memphis grit grind is dead. Grit grind carries on <laughs> in the efforts of some of these playoff teams, namely the Miami Heat, when they roll out those athletes who don't score real well. No. But when Josh Richardson is on people, Justice Winslow is locking down Ben Simmons he and made, calling him dirty names. He's being a uh, dude. Getting in his uh, head. Getting in his head. Throwing rocks in the pond. And then and then James Johnson on there. These super fit, super athletic, rangy guys playing this crazy pell-mell style of basketball. You throw out Josh, uh, you throw out Tyler Johnson, mm-hmm. who's just kind of a crazy guy, has a weird game. Meth Curry. All of them all playing together. I adore it. And it, it feels like it's carrying on the tradition of these guys shouldn't be beating teams, but they try so hard. They scrap so hard. They're, they're like making deflections. Like they don't have perfect NBA games, but they're making up for it mm-hmm. in that grit, in yeah. that try hard. Ooh, you used a good word. What is that? Grit. They almost grind yeah. out games too. Exactly. And, uh, and, and but when you grind in Miami, it's mostly because of the Molly. Mm, yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, it's a little different. The South Beach, uh, the, that's <laughs> South Beach grid grind. Yeah, that series has been wild because it's two games that ne- two games neither team can replicate. Right. That's, no, no, that's neither of those feel, games are that's happening. How I feel well, about, I mean, and I don't even know what to expect in this game. Hassan Whiteside has just been a bloated corpse of, of an albatross. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Like he can't play. Like when Embiid, if Embiid comes back, you know. And again, that game is going to happen tonight in a couple hours. But I mean, the, like head to head against Embiid. Um, you know, Whiteside hasn't played terribly. You know, his 60% field goal percentage, 19 a game, 10 rebounds. 
Um, white side is played. That's the terribly. problem. You read off stats. Well, normally, I mean, and, and the stats help white side. But he doesn't. You know, but in he, the playoffs, he's only played like twelve minutes a game. Yeah, he's probably because Olenek's even, been incredible. Olenek's been playing great, and they get and he gives them that shooting they need because white side can't do anything. The other the other team that that is similarly giving me happy Grizzlies flashbacks is is the Utah Jazz in Game Two against the Thunder. They salvaged that series. They went in there. And it felt, again, it felt unsustainable. It felt like I was watching a college game and or a Grizzlies game right. because it was, it was crazy hard defense and not efficient shooting and a bunch of shots I did not think were going in ended up going in. And it was just a wild game. Like, the Thunder got beat, but it felt like the, the Jazz The runs in that game lucky. were insane. I, I don't see the Thunder missing that many shots again. Maybe, but that's the Jazz's thing. Yeah, but I mean, it. They, that was a... It was woeful. A, it was a weird game. Uh, yeah, there, there were like two 16 to one runs in that game or something like that. That's nuts. The Jazz, Mitchell in the middle of the Thunder things. went on that 19 0 run after that incredibly yeah, egregious they were up 10 in the third eight second yeah. call. I don't know how a referee can miss an eight second call in the NBA because it's the <laughs> only rule where you can just look at the clock. And even when he blew his whistle, if he looked at his cl- at the clock and says Rubio's in the front court and there's 16 seconds on the play clock. You know it's not an eight-second violation. That was the most confusing thing. I, I'm, I'm at a loss how none of the three officials said, wait a minute, the shot clock still says 16. By rule, we can't have called an eight-second count yet. But anyway, it didn't hurt the Jazz and the fact they come back and won. But I really enjoyed, again, I mean, I've made it known. I wear my heart, my uh, emotions on my sleeve in this series. I really want the Jazz to win. But it felt like the Grizzlies in watching that game two, I'm like, well, the Thunder won. I mean, the, the Jazz won, but it felt crazy, and I don't know if they can do it again. But that's kind of how the, that's their bread and butter. Mm-hmm. If it, that makes sense. It reminded me that game reminded me a lot of Cavs Pacers game too. That makes yeah. I mean, I, I'm into that. All right. Well, those are our steak and eggs. The opposite of steak and eggs is cream of wheat. Worst thing. What's the worst thing from the last week? Hey, you guys know that uh, Carl Anthony Towns forgot how to play basketball. Did you guys ever see notice that? Mm. Uh, was it bad? Thir- thir- Forty eight hours for him. thirteen points in two games total. Total. Rollabob said he had. This is worse. Haralabob said he was 22 years old with a dad bod. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. As the dad bod god, I am the king of all dad bods. True. He's got one. It's official. Could be worse. I got mom bod. Oh, you got, yeah. You got lesbian aunt bod. I thought you were talking about Kobe Bryant. You said mom bod. Oh. Uh, <laughs> not that meant. Past tense. That means you get you a... You got mom bod. That means you get a settlement. What is the... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Or a diamond ring. In, in two games, has Carl Anthony Towns' stock plunged back underneath Jokic? Has making the playoffs like made his stock worse? I mean, it. I can't imagine. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the majority of people, a large majority of people, had cat over Jokic. Right. Uh, and now this is such a bad showing after two games against the Rockets. I, w- I will say this. I, I do think, uh, and do you want me to go ahead and get into my cream of wheat? Yes, I, please. I do think coaching has a lot to do with this. Oh, it's uh, it's reflecting poorly on all the Timberwolves. And, and my cream of wheat is coaches. There are multiple teams whose coaches are not even giving them a chance to win. Uh, let's talk about Nate McMillan pulling Oladipo for foul trouble. Oladipo never fouls out, ever. Yeah, he finished with three he fouls, He doesn't right? foul, yeah. yeah. He only played 28 minutes in that game that they barely lost. That's inexcusable. Terry Stotts is being a fool in the Blazers series and not allowing them to win. Putting in guys like Myers Leonard in crucial situations for no reason at all. Um, You've got Tibbs doing God knows what. Rolling out uh, 
Derrick Rose as primary ball handler and high usage guy with, alongside Jeff Teague. So not even getting Jeff Teague rest. Yeah. Uh, you've got uh, Pop going small. I don't know. You can't win that way against the Warriors. You're yeah. going to lose. Their small ball lineup is better than yours. That's I promise. All, that's all he's got. Though. I like how you don't. You're not including Scotty Brooks. Uh, oh, Jesus! Scotty <laughs> Brooks is cry for help of playing Ty Lawson uh, 28 minutes. <laughs> now, I mean, yeah, I mean, you have coaches making that's decisions. A cry for help. Yeah, yeah. You have coaches making decisions that are taking their team completely out. Like they'd be better if there were no coaches. You just rolled the ball out. Yeah, I mean, literally better if Tibbs went away and those guys took themselves out when they were tired. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Ooh, I they can't play way less. That. That's minutes. my worst of the. They play way less minutes. <laughs> we, Have we, you we, seen where the, uh, Todd Gibson made like an Instagram joke about Tibbs' minutes, right. and all the other Timberwolves players are liking it and commenting on it? Yeah. Jesus Christ! It, it was <laughs> asked in our Patreon only Slack chat. Is it like? Was it a bad thing that, or was it a good thing? I don't know. If I'm getting this right. Asking if making the playoffs for the Timberwolves ended up being like a like a curse or a it bad was thing. an interesting question. And I think your response gr- was correct. So I, tell them what you said. Well, I thought it's a good thing they made the playoffs to to get undressed and look completely right. like anachronistic, like right. they don't belong. They're, they're playing a different brand of basketball with the wrong people. So I thought it's a good thing because it exposes Tips. that no, you guys are not there. I thought if they missed the playoffs, they, they have an still, excuse. Right, the built-in excuse. Well, Jimmy Butler missed a bunch of games. Where we we were on pace to win fifty-something games with Jimmy Butler, which makes no literal sense. But that is how people would rationalize it. I, it makes sense. It, if it, they didn't make it, they would have an excuse to because fall out. I think this I guess team, they could still use that excuse. I, I could make this my crew if we as well. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just. It's the whole year, and again, they haven't been able to play a home game and try to get the series back. There were, there's, there's always series that are 2-0. We think they're over, and then the road, you know, the un, the lowest this series team is over. Okay, the but Wolves still, will finish the year having never beaten the Rockets. All right, but so this team is, however, set up to be incredible if. They yeah. would just build the. They would just move the roster a little bit better. They have Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns. Those are Great awesome players. foundational cornerstones to build with. Unfortunately, a you have all these other should be able to do something. Andrew Wiggins should yeah, be able to. And we talked all year how we hated the complimentary pieces that they put around them. Like mm-hmm. I don't know why you'd have Jamal Crawford on this team. Right. Like along along with all these other shoot first guys. Like Jeff Teague is a MB- shoot first guy. MB- and Jeff Teague. Teague's been playing well. Yeah. Um. Andrew Wiggins, who's Max contract kicks in next year. They have five year max for next year. And like looking at this team in the roster building, his five year max kicks in next year. Yes. Mm. That's bad. Just like John Walls. There's so uh, many bad contracts. So many bad contracts. Well, I was thinking, is that, do you think Andrew Wiggins, who is a, I mean, yes, he's a good NBA player, whatever that means. He, he's a right. pretty good <laughs> NBA player. But do you think, let's he, say he's talented. Is it a negative asset? Yes. Is, is him having five years? Like, would they accept less just to get rid of this contract at this point? What is his value? I think it's very early. You'd have to have some serious huevos to pull the trigger on that, but he I would, think it might be the right move. He'd be a good contract and a good asset to have if you had any sort of development in place from that organization. Because nobody, it but doesn't I mean, seem like any of these guys are know. really progressing. Like Anthony Towns is, but he's just a natural, like he's a freaking nature. He came in this way. He's also terrible at defense. He can't under play. a defensive-minded coach, although they're just terrible. Maybe Tibbs. We should stop calling him a defensive-minded coach. Oh no, that's got to end. They're awful at it. The style of defense that Tibbs likes to play doesn't exist in the NBA. Well, it doesn't work in the NBA anymore. 
I was looking. They're uh, great at offense because they just have good ISO players. I was thinking Wiggins could go to a team if Wiggins could go to a team that needed just scoring, right? Just just a complete lack of. He scoring. could be Harrison Barnes. Like, like 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 could you like could you end up taking some other bad contracts back that aren't as bad? If we think Wiggins is the negative asset, I was looking at like the Nets. Would the Nets have any interest in bringing in Andrew Wiggins? Maybe they wouldn't. Maybe maybe they think it is too much of a bad contract, but. Wiggins from Arotich and, and Drew Holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be very good for the Timberwolves. <laughs> yeah. No, like, would would the Timberwolves, what about Alan Crabb and, <laughs> two, and two years of bad Mozgov? You just get a shooter. Oh. You trade Andrew Wiggins for a shooter and a bad contract. This is a hard sell for the fan base. Though. It's a hard sell for the fan base. But th- I'm looking at five more years of Andrew Wiggins. Where it's right. like, I don't know if you want to lock your team in with Wiggins, Butler, and in five years, he'll be what, 28, 29? No, like 29. he'll still be a fine player in five yeah. years. He'll be making 40 million a year. He'll be making, <laughs> oh, you know, God. maybe the cap will rise enough that's yeah. less than 20% of your cap. I don't know right. if it'll, it probably won't rise that much. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the, the Hornets. Like the Hornets, I feel like could actually use Andrew Wiggins. Would would a Michael, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, Marvin Williams for Andrew Wiggins make sense for both teams? That actually gives you. I kind of like that for the Wolves. Like, yeah. if, Mar- if if you think Marvin Williams can keep playing at this same level for the ne- for another year, like just another year, like I would do that as the Timberwolves. Uh, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, I-, I don't. He's a tough spot in the NBA. He can't score really, but maybe it's just a glue guy, a random three to never shoot. That might be good to get a good idea. I-, I feel like this is a little bit crazy, just because. Yeah. I mean, I I, r- I really feel strongly that Tibbs is like. Completely ruining everything. You'd rather see uh, Wiggins, Butler, Towns with any other coach yeah. before you decided I, I, to. I uh, feel like if you do this, it, it's a bit premature. Yeah. I kind of want to send Wiggins back to the Cavs to play with LeBron. Ooh. But there's no, uh, you, you couldn't even dump his contract to get those weird contracts back. Right. A, a Tristan Thompson nightmare, uh, so on and so forth. How about a, how about a burner turner straight up? Head to head. Don't you dare <laughs> take him off the Blazers. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. And I don't think Wiggins helps the Blazers. The Blazer boy would be take apoplectic. the sixth man of the year off the Blazers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Before we get to the uh, stack house of pancakes, just do we need to talk any more about any of these series? The, the Wizards, Raptors. Are we feeling conf- confident that the Raptors are, are not going to fall apart? I mean, I've felt confident. All I, to me, the Wizards are Bucks level trash. So. I have felt that way, but I don't know how you guys feel. You guys, you guys seem to think that the Wizards, I think I think the Wizards can still Wizards can still get a couple. I, mean, I picked the Raptors in seven. Yeah, DeRozan hasn't even been playing his balls off, and they still look pretty good against. Wizards, in our so. Patreon only Stone Cold Playoff Locks Challenge, I locked in the Raptors in five. Oh, impressive, impressive! Uh, I still think the Wizards have a chance, but they might. They literally might be quitting. I I can't tell. Brooks is playing like really weird players. Is already mad at the players he always gets mad at. Yeah, I hate the rotations for it's the pain. Wizards. Um, Boston, Milwaukee. I think we all think the Bucks are kind of done. But again, one of the at least one of these series is going to completely bounce back, and and, and I think I think at least one of these series is going to completely bounce back. All right, and the others like we're obviously have a series with Cavs Pacers. That's yeah. locked in. Uh, yeah, I, I, like I've had a lot of people telling me, "Oh, now here come the." Cavs got it. They they they're gonna kill him now. No, haven't seen it at they all. They shouldn't have won that game. It's going to be a dog fight. Which uh, we, we talked a lot about Sixers Pacers. I mean about Heat Sixers. Yeah, to me, be- to me, still the best series. Oh, it's so it much fun so to watch. Fun. I mean, we think Portland's gonna get back in it. I assume just the bounce back. They're not gonna roll over. I don't think they're gonna get tra- trounced. 
I don't, I don't know. Pelicans are playing really well. I don't know. If we're going to learn a lot about the Blazers. If there's an O2 team that's left that you think a, a team down O2 that could, you know, possibly make a series. Who do you think that's, it is? It's the Blazers. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the. So They've been in the closest I game. I would say maybe honestly, the Bucks. Maybe the Bucks. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. They get three of the next five at home. I mean, they, can, they can win a few. Bucks. But yeah, I, I, it, those those series will be fun. But I can't wait to watch the rest of these. We haven't. We haven't. Ta- we haven't talked. Giannis to- and Chris Middleton have played out of their minds, and they are down 0-2. Yeah. The Bucks shot an incredible percentage last game. They are down 0-2. and got got run out of there pretty much. Uh, we haven't even talked about Warrior Spurs. It is kind of boring. Would rather not. Yeah, and it's <laughs> sad. It's so sad. The yeah. Popovich stuff. Like, Would rather so, not. So yeah. terrible. I do. I was thinking that the Spurs would win Game Three. Like mm-hmm. that was my pre- beforehand. I don't know how it's going to be now with a uh, Tory Messina. It's going to be coaching four pop mm-hmm. um, tonight. That's, that's going to be strange. Um, and then, uh, what are your feelings? Have any have any of y'all's feelings changed about any of your picks, other than maybe like Blazers? Blazers uh, is yeah. That's about my only one that I'm Jazz Thunder. Up. I was on the Thunder bandwagon. Well, uh, there was no bandwagon. Yeah. I was the Thunder bandwagon. You were driving that one. Um, yeah, I mean, we got playoff, you know, playoff uh, Russ going I thought in. the Jazz would do, I thought the Jazz were going to handle them. I thought it would be, I think I called them in six, but I, I thought, I'm worried the Jazz stuff doesn't work in the playoffs too well. Yeah. Um, it's weird. I feel the same way. Even though they got the split they needed to win in six, like we predicted Jazz in six, John, like John and I, but... The win felt so, I don't know, felt so random and, yep. and lucky. But that and Cleveland, Indiana, uh, everything else, is, Derek, I think it's kind of going how it's Derek totally Favors going nuts, uh, getting every rebound. crazy. All right, let's move to the awards ceremony of the program. The International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award awarded to the worst performance in a box score. This so far is uh, reaches back to the start of the playoffs. We have a few honorable mentions. Eric Gordon, 3 for 13. Bojan Bogdanovic, 5 for 17. John Wall, 6 for 20. Paul George, playoff PU, <laughs> 6 for 21. Right. Uncle Keith. That's right. Dad Love jokes. It. Dad slack. Uh, our three nominees as they occurred chronologically. Damian Lillard, 6 for 23 and a loss to the Pelicans in game one. 18 points, 7 boards, 7 assists, 2 steals, no turnovers. That's pretty good. 2 personal fouls. Bob Covington in game two against the Heat was three for 14. And this is not in the box score, but I'd like to note he shot crazy shots. I, w- I was about to say, so this one is going to be tough for me because I've watched every game so right. far. It is different that we've seen and all these games. I'm, you want me to still go purely by the box score, right? Yes, still because purely the box score. Bob Covington was by far the worst player on this list. Bob like, Covington. He, he killed He killed the six. This is, him out of it. this is Chris Vernon's anti-tanking argument. Bob Covington learned bad habits from all these years of trying to lose and cannot turn it off. <laughs> that's that's the Chris Vernon hot angle. cake, hot take. But uh, Bob, by the but by the way, Bob, those shots were horrible. He, I mean, he took them out of the game. Yeah, it was crazy because so, the Sixers tried to get back in that. One. Anyway, Bob Covington's stat line for that game was three for 14, seven points, nine boards, four assists. No steals, which is uh, all he does. Not good for Bob. A block, two turnovers, not and good, Bob. no personal fouls in 36 minutes. Come on, Bob, do better. And then James Harden. I didn't even watch this game. I'll be real. I turned it off at halftime. Oh. Uh, and then I was surprised to see in the box score that James Harden went two for 18 in mm. game two against the Timberwolves, and they still won comfortably. He was Keith, chilling. Keith is uh, really trying not to watch any Rockets basketball. That's my brand year. is not watching Rockets. <laughs> uh, and two for 18. 12 points, four boards, seven assists, three steals, three blocks, which is incredibly And sexy. weird. 
three turnovers, two personal fouls. So what do you got? Davian Lillard, six for 23. Bob Covington, three for 14. James Harden, two for 18. This is so hard for me. Can I just be the kingmaker? Because I just desperately want to give it to Bob Covington, but he shouldn't. It's not as bad. I mean, so. This is hard. Because you got like. Uh, Harden's going six stocks. He's Harden got was just three chilling, three blocks. wearing his hoodie on the bench, laughing. Um, on, on any, almost any other iShop, going two for 18 is a is slam dunk. You got it. All the way. Yeah, but the then you get six, the three steals, three blocks. That's what I'm saying. And he fouled people. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Bob Covington combination of three for 14 with, with no steals and no personal fouls. Come on, Bob Covington. I'm going to go Bob Covington. And and he got the L. Yeah, James Harden. It's a it's a, it, it is a rare day. I do not want to give James Harden an eye shop. Right, and but, this is remarkable because Damian Lillard has sucked. Damian Lillard has been terrible for two games. Yeah, um, under thirty percent for the playoffs. Bob, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm making it. A unanimous you don't have to Chuck? make it unanimous if you don't want to. I mean, Chuck, let's man. do it. All unanimous. Right. Robert Bob, Covington, play better. Come on, man. Boko. TSU zone, the pride of Nashville. I'll probably see him out, and he's going to smack me. That's what it, all right, so c- so congratulations, podcast. Robert Covington, this week's International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award winner, and also uh, a special bonus, this date in International Stackhouse of Pancake history. Whoa. April 19th, 2006, mm-hmm. a game that will live, still lives in infamy, <laughs> Mark the Mad Dog Madsen <laughs> in the final game of the regular season for a tanking Timberwolves squad went one for 15, 0 for 7 from downtown, all seven three-point attempts happening in a nine-minute span when they were definitely not, not trying to lose. <laughs> wow. So that's this date in International Stackhouse of Pancakes history. Par fadeaway, gentlemen. What are we looking forward to? I'm looking for some uh, Whiteside and Bead giddy ups. I know it's you guys. It's obvious who's better. Will Whiteside play? But if Whiteside, if Embiid's down there dominating, he's eating a Linux lunch and and uh, Bam Abadio's lunch. They're gonna have to put Just in stick with potato. Damp Bam You potato. can say that. Bama potato. If they, you know, you might have to put Whiteside in uh, for five fouls. I hope so. Fouls. Will Whiteside play 20 minutes in a game this series? No. No. Well, overtime could happen. Uh, but we don't. How think- is Whiteside getting in during overtime? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> um, Multiple overtimes, everyone's fouled out, could happen. Then let me ask you this Is Spolstra smart or stupid for not playing Whiteside? Smart. Smart. I agree. The, uh, Spolstra has coached very. Game one was a wash. You cannot beat a team that's going to rain fire yeah. down like you, like that. Uh, he made great adjustments, and they still could have lost game two. I think the Heat are in trouble. But I will continue to wear their awesome Vice City clothing. You and look dress so like a child. great, God! You look like a DJ. <laughs> was the true winner of the process? I always thought it was getting Embiid. It's getting Simmons. I, I don't think know. Simmons has the potential to be better than him. Like getting getting Simmons is all that mattered in the five years of tanking. He is so good. Embiid has been amazing for their culture and persona that's and that's so true well man the and firing up that base and he's like an internet like superstar that is all very true so then that matters for the phantom for the process but he yeah i think simmons we're gonna probably look back and be like oh that's that all dude. they needed was simmons all i need i in mean this world yes is if, if Embiid is healthy and plays the next five years obviously 
you know, they're going to be a force, but I'm seeing more like you got Ben Simmons and that guy's going to be legit all-star for uh, as many years in a row as Donovan Mitchell is. Jay-Z once said uh, when he stole from Tupac, all I need in this life of sin is me and my girlfriend. I think it's me and Ben Simmons. I mean, I think the Sixers are set for a long time. Yeah. It could be un- so- until until Colangelo gets to open up. But we've book. we've been here before with certain teams. We felt o- oh, Oklahoma yeah. City was going to be uh, perennially in the finals forever with their big three. Um, they should have been. <laughs> and you know who who set up real well? Hmm. The Pacers. Ooh. Pacers have all kinds of options on their uh, salary cap sheet. They're looking for, nice for, for, for the coming years. Uh, my par fade away in lieu of a Grizzlies epilogue is. Uh, Yes, the lottery party that will happen sometime uh, or somewhere. We, we will let you know. May 15th. But right. also rumors of uh, the Grizzlies maybe trading their pick, which would be terrible. Don't do that. Well, I heard they, the worst idea ever. Chris they, Vernon, again, a uh, double shout out on our show. Yeah, we just advocating trading it for Kevin Love. That's the dumbest thing I've literally ever heard. What's the Jalen Brown rumor? Is that real? Uh, no, that was just posited by Reddit or something. Don't take anyone from the Celtics. Yeah, they would give you J- like Jalen Brown, their this year's pick, and the Grizzlies' 2019 pick back. I love Scary it's, Terry. It's a, it's a terrible If you idea. told me Scary, Scary Terry goes signs with some other team and becomes terrible... Totally believe it. I would be, yeah, on board with that. Absolutely. My part fade away. Look at me, Chuck. Can't wait to go and watch more porno. Mm-hmm. Portland, Portland, New Orleans. is the best series. It's the only series I care about besides Actually, Sixers Heat. I can't decide. Six, both Sixers Heat and, and Pelicans Blazers are just riveting. Oh, uh, you know what? I'm being too hard on this. I'm into Cleveland Jazz Pacers. Oh, actually, they're I'm so good. Jazz. You're right. We have okay. been blessed. Yep. Mm-hmm. We missed really good playoffs. Really good playoffs. You know, I thought it might have been boring. If at the beginning of the season you told me it would be this exciting, I would have been like, no, we would have just... Take it. We'd have done chalk through everybody to the finals. it been Cleveland, you know, Golden State. It's been incredible. It'll get boring in like a week or two. Yeah, and then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when these series... Dubs look super terrifying. They're <laughs> so good. When, they these, have when these series peter out. Um, but yeah, it looks great. Porno. Hey man, if that, if that score of the, any of those Portland Blazers and uh, Pelicans games gets to 69, 69, our podcast, we have to have an emergency podcast. The internet will be excited. We're going to go crazy. Hey, tomorrow's 420. Blaze it. Hey, good job. Blaze it. Uh, Blazer boy, 420, 69. We got to get him on the show. We got to get him to call in. He works a lot. Works oh, yeah, a was lot. It, what is Late it? Hours. The, pizza, the pizza place? Works a lot. Slice joint. Slice, Slice joint. joint. All right, you guys, thanks for listening. If you want to uh, download the Draft app and play this playoff basketball with us, draft.com slash fastbreak. Use the code fastbreak. Follow me on there. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun. Started playing the public. I'm doing much better. Uh, (laughs) Support our program at patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. You can follow us on Twitter at fastbreakbreak. Like us on Facebook. All right, you guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, never apologize for being G and G. Fan break, break, man. You understand?